Hello and welcome to episode 16 and episode 1 of Real Scotland Blethers, a podcast dedicated to covering all aspects of film and TV in Scotland, past, present and future. My name is Jonathan Melville and I'm the editor of realscotland.com. When I mentioned that this is episode 16 and episode 1, that's something I tried to clear up in the previous mini-episode. But basically, this is the latest incarnation of a series of audio recordings I published between 2010 and 2013. Those included interviews with James McAvoy, Kelly MacDonald, Melissa George, festival organisers and other assorted folk who have had something to do with film and TV in Scotland. This is the first proper podcast episode, but rather than delete everything that's gone before, I've rebranded the podcast stream as Real Scotland Blethers and numbered this one 16. So in future we'll have 17, 18, 19 etc and I'll not get too caught up in numbering issues. So yeah, episode 16 but also kind of episode one. For now, here's an interview I carried out last year with Ewan Bremner, an actor best known as Spud in Trainspotting and Trainspotting 2, and more recently as Charlie in 2017's Wonder Woman. In 2017, he was promoting a new short film he produced called No Song to Sing, summarised on IMDb as a professional femme fatale enjoys selling fantasies to lonely men, but when she becomes caught in the web of her own deceptions, she finds herself unable to pay the price of her own merchandise. I spoke to Ewan about his move into producing, his thoughts on filmmaking, and what's happening in Scotland today, including his thoughts on a Scottish film studio. In the coming weeks, I plan to publish interviews from the 2018 Edinburgh International Film Festival, so please subscribe to the podcast and keep an eye on the Twitter feed at twitter.com forward slash realscotland or facebook.com forward slash realscotland to find out who I've been speaking to. You can email me at realscotland at gmail.com with any comments or suggestions. You can also head to edfilmfest.org.uk for the Edinburgh International Film Festival programme, which is packed with fantastic screenings and events. As this podcast is still new, the exact format is still quite flexible, as is the publication schedule. But in the coming months, I'll try to find some fascinating people to blether to and hopefully make this a worthwhile addition to your podcast library. In the meantime, thanks to Ewan Bremner for speaking to me and check out the film's website at nosongtosing.com. So I've produced this film called No Song to Sing, which we made uh, just in between shooting the Wonder Woman film and the Trainspotting film. I had about a month free, uh, less than that actually. I had about a week and a half free and we jumped over to Tokyo uh, with this Polish director called Lukas Gazarowski, who's based here in Edinburgh. And uh, we went and made this film starring Maiko Takeda, who also wrote the script. And I'd worked with Maiko in New York and she was, I, I teach a class out there and she was a student was in the class and was starting to write stuff and I'd, I'd read it and I just immediately saw somebody who had a really articulate voice and something to say and I knew that Lucas was looking for something to direct and he'd been rejecting a lot of scripts and uh, he'd previously been working as a cinematographer only. Um, I kind of knew from we'd done a few music video projects together and you kind of knew he was ready to do something and I uh, asked him to read it and it blew his head off and he decided he was desperate to, to, to make the film so um, over over a series of about six months he kind of put the production together remotely you know from Edinburgh basically uh, casting it via YouTube um, 
it was a, designed as a zero budget production as much as possible. We had a crew of, well, one or two people, depending on how you look at it, uh, that we took out from Edinburgh and we managed to pick up uh, somebody in Japan. So it was a, a really minimal crew um, to shoot this thing. Um, but I think when you see it, you know, the production values are fantastic. You know, it's I'm, I'm really proud of what what we what they managed to pull off as debut filmmakers. And, and for myself, I feel it stands up with um, anything I'd be happy to be associated with. I've, I've worked on you know, and the people that I've worked with as well. But I, I just you know at this stage in the in the game for me. I feel I've read, you know, enough scripts to know uh, when something is is communicating well or has some, somebody has something to say, and so it gives it gives me a lot of pleasure to like push these people and make make them do their stuff. You know, there's so many obstacles for young filmmakers, and a lot of them are purely uh, in your perception. You know. A lot of them are just imaginary obstacles. I, I really feel you've, there's n no excuse now to not just go out and make something. Um, don't let there be any obstacles, because for so many of my good friends, I've seen years and decades go by as they try to push projects up a hill, you know, and, and secure funding and convince backers and convince actors and. Uh, to make their projects, and, and it's such a hard business uh, that you can get old and grey and bald and all the rest uh, trying to trying to get something off the ground. And I, I don't want to see uh, people going through that. Really, I, I just want them to make something on a scale where there's no obstacles. If you can, if you've got an idea that you can communicate, please just do it. Don't don't ask for permission. Well, I remember speaking to uh, Mark Cousins at a film festival a couple of years ago, just up the road at the oh, Traverse Bar, yeah. and he said something about um, don't wait for the green light, go on red. Just just go out and do stuff. I think he's dead right. I think Mark is a, is a, is a great uh, example of what I'm talking about. Um, he's He's got a fantastic attitude about it. A lot of people are worried about looking clever. They want to, like, they, they want their, they want people to see how clever they are, you know, when they're when they're making their first thing, and they're terrified of uh, not having every single thing in place uh, before they go for it, not having approval from all the different funding bodies to say, "Yes, we believe in you. You can do this," you know. And and, and I feel like um, Mark's attitude is not like uh, about showing people how clever you are. It's about yeah, just the the spirit of communicating something. And and that uh, is a really noble uh, spirit, you know. To and that's what cinema is about. It's 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 the desire to um, explore ideas, share ideas, communicate ideas, uh, and communicate. You know, the sharing of human experience. You know, if if you see something that speaks to you in a film, that's a really powerful experience. You feel like. It's touched something in you, and yeah. you feel like you understand things better that you couldn't articulate yourself before you walked into that cinema. Somebody just articulated it for you, and it opens you up. And uh, it doesn't matter what budget level 
that's that. If somebody has something that they want to share or communicate or explore, then uh, no amount of money is going to is going to uh, make that clearer. It's about the ways they find to communicate that. Well, I mean, one of the big. I mean, I think we could be here for hours talking about the idea of a Scottish film studio. But I kind of wondered what, what what you think about the state of film in, in Edinburgh in particular, because obviously you still live here, I guess. Is that right? Yeah, I've been living here for the last uh, 15, 16 years. And and, uh, and and there just seems to be so much going on, especially things like the Scottish Documentary Institute, uh, Scottish Screen Academy, um, you know, Film Hub Scotland. And do, do you notice, you know, does any of that come into your... Do you link up with any of those sort of guys or...? Um, I, I'm familiar with some of them, and and there's great people here making great stuff, like people like Mark Cousins and the Documentary Institute, and um, and there's some some great young actors and, and filmmakers here as well, and, and not so young, you know. But um, yeah, there's 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 great uh, there's a great community of uh, arts and film people here, um, and I've you know. You know, I've just been working with them, producing this. Well, that's what I was going to mean. Yeah, so there's, there's, there's lots of there are people here trying to do great things. I suppose tying into that, just that, then that comment about the film studio. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? What do you think? Um, do, you, do you think uh, more needs to be done, really, to sort of uh, to kick start things in Scotland? It's, I think, probably just now uh, the level of production can sustain. Uh, a healthy sound stage here, um, a, a film studio, purpose-built film studio. Um, I think the levels of production just now seem to be really healthy. Uh, however, I know from painful experience what a, a, a difficult beast the film industry is. It's, it's about dollars and cents, and um, it, you know a lot of my work is in America, where they don't have subsidised culture of uh, film it has to put it has, you know, it has to put people in the cinema they have to buy a ticket for it um, for a film to justify itself and you know yourself like the the level of profitability of cinema is uh, can be can be pretty hairy you know like uh, film does make good profit but um, the majority of films don't make anything, you know, and lose money. So, it's uh, it's it's a difficult beast, you know. I think if facilities are here, people will use them. But um, there are there are times of feast and times of famine, and there seems to be a time of feast just now in, in production. But I well, I suppose a studio is not necessarily going to encourage local talent and young talent. So it's kind of like you were saying there at the start. Those guys need to just get out there, maybe, and, and start trying to make things with their phones and exactly, yeah, and YouTube, yeah. And then the bigger guys might come along and make their big, bigger films, but underneath, the, the, you know, everyone else is sort of working away and trying to get their names out there. Yeah, uh, you know, by whatever means necessary. As Malcolm X said, it's you just got to, um, you just got to make stuff. Do it. Don't don't um, allow yourself to be inhibited by. Uh, perceived obstacles, you know, go out and make your mistakes. Make as many, there's so many mistakes to be made in uh, 
in the life of a filmmaker. There's so many of them. Go out and make them as soon as possible. Keep making them. Make as many mistakes as you possibly can and just make stuff. You know, that's where you learn. That's what you learn from. And um, that's what's going to make you stronger. So that when somebody is checking out your stuff going, I I'm getting this. I, I, I like this. I like this cat. They're, 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 their stuff is talking to me. I, I want to work with this this filmmaker and uh, when somebody's ready to invest in you, you're you're ready to deliver. You're not going to be like terrified that you, uh, their their investment is going to go down the drain because you know what you want to do. You know uh, all the pitfalls. You've been through them with your iPhone, with your friends, with your you know college projects and stuff. You, you know just really. Get them out of your system so that you're ready when somebody does have a check, you know, when somebody does have some money to, to invest in you because they like the ways that you're finding to communicate stuff. Well, thank you. Thanks for that, Ian. A pleasure. Thank you. Cheers. I'll, uh, I'll see you next time. Yeah.